Our problem is this. How can regular people like us, who didn't grow up with the most uplifting mentors and really only learned how to hold ourselves back, how do we create true financial freedom, true emotional or even relationship or even overall health freedoms by just understanding our strengths and doing everything our way, getting results in a way that is truly authentic to who we are? That's the problem I'm committed to solving with this podcast. My name is Eddie Villa, and it's time to unleash your strengths. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Strengths with Eddie Villa. So good to be here. So good to be able to keep doing this podcast through this pandemic and having a good time. You know, honestly, for me, it's, you know, I've got, uh, I'm a strategic thinker. Okay. That means I have I have at least three or more strategic thinking strengths in my top 10 and actually four in my top 13. And so what that means is it's, it's, it's important for me to use my mind. And I'm constantly thinking, my friends, always. My mind is always going. If I'm not, you know, if I'm not in the middle of doing something, right, which I usually am, but when I'm not in the middle of doing something, my mind is just like going all over the place. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm analyzing, I'm strategizing, I'm theorizing, I'm visualizing. <laughs> it's just, it's just constantly breaking down things down in my head. And oftentimes, my my amazing wife is the the uh, recipient of all the thoughts that come into my head and the ideas and the stories and the and the uh, ultimately the the epiphanies I come to. They get shared with my wife constantly, and so. One of the main reasons why I do a podcast is so that I have a place to just get the stuff out of my head and out to the world in a way that will help other people move forward. I mean, that's it. For me, I've, I've got to figure out ways to help other people move forward. And I'm constantly thinking about it. And I, uh, one of the things that pops in my head is like what fears are and how to explain the things that hold people or even hold myself back. So what's going on right now in uh, in my life is we're, you know, obviously we've got a f- couple more or maybe three, about three, roughly three, at least three more weeks until uh, the end of the month, which means that the likely will be still here, it's, you know, at home and doing things with the family. Um, we're at a place right now where I feel like we're starting to hit like our own little stride with the family. Um, we're, we're kind of enjoying our time together a little bit more. Uh, we spent the entire day yesterday playing Monopoly. Uh, it, yeah, the game we actually started and finished a game of Monopoly with one. See, Angela, my old, my daughter, my my wife Angela. I mean, Angela, and then uh, Madison, Jack. I'm trying to think of that. Madison, Jack, and Brooklyn Sutton. Yeah, so there was five of us. Is that right? Yeah, five of us playing. I feel like there was more than that. I feel like there were six of us playing. Why am I only thinking there were five? No, there were six of us. Yeah, there were six of us playing Monopoly. I don't know why my brain got stuck there. Anyway, there were six of us playing Monopoly, and we started and finished the game. Uh, And for the first time in my life, I was the first one out. I got my butt handed to me. (laughs) As soon as my wife had hotels on the purples, which are killers, by the way, huge strategy with Monopoly. You get hotels on those purple properties. I believe it's like St. Charles Place and State's Place or something, or State's Avenue or something like that. I can't remember. I just know it's the purple ones. 
that's killer. And that's so she took me out. I was the first to go and she eventually won. But anyway, uh, you know, we just had a really great time. And then this morning we all had breakfast together um, and uh, we did some Legos. I put together some awesome new Star Wars Legos that we got recently and Angela and the kids did some uh, egg painting because Easter's tomorrow. You know, it was just a, it was just a really great morning. And I stopped for a moment and I looked at my wife and I just like, <laughs> my heart just pounded heavily for her. And I just I looked at her and I mouthed the words, I love you. And then she's like, thank you. I can see her mouth the words, thank you. And I mouthed the words, no, I, I really love you. She means the world to me, my friends. I mean, all this podcasting and my private group getting up over 600 members and, you know, all the things that I've been able to do in my life and the things that I'm going to be able to do, my friends, came because this woman went first. She showed me how to develop myself, how to work on myself, how to improve myself in a way that made me happy. And our marriage has just, just bursted out of, just completely grew massively in the last couple years for sure with understanding our strengths it's a great tip if you really want to improve your marriage download each other's strengths reports and talk about your differences in a way that helps you all see the value right if you can see the value in your differences everything changes so that's why i put a marriage group a whole marriage program into my private group i'm i'm going to change the world by also helping marriages not just helping people stay married, helping people loving being married, being different, because you are different. You didn't marry somebody that's like you. Nobody marries somebody that's like them. There's no such thing. I mean, you do have things in common, right? You do, and I bet that if you're sitting around looking at your spouse going, I don't have anything in common with him or her, then you're, you're not looking for the right things. Right. I, and this is what my marriage group is about. It helps people do that. Anyway, I, I got off on a tangent there. That's what's going on right now. And I, my group went past 600 members, which is huge. Massive milestone for me. And uh, I, I really starting to believe that my goal of 1,000 is going to happen. Uh, this is uh, amazing. And so just keep on rolling. You know, as, as far as my goal is concerned, it looks like we're going to get another 100, another 100 people in the next month. And we'll just keep going at that pace. Anyway, so great to, uh, so if you're interested in checking that out, of course, go to eddiepvia.com forward slash unleash your strengths and join. Uh, other than that, you can come hang out with me on Facebook and just get to get to know me more, get to learn more about what I do. I'm going to encourage you to, to take the steps to, to see what I do because it's going to benefit you and everybody else. If you listen to this show, I guarantee you it'll be of massive benefit to you. All right. So what I want to talk about today is this concept of why stress is good. And it's something that I've, I've always been afraid of. And here's why. I mean, I just want to be real with you on why I'm always, I've always been afraid of stress. Because for me, you know, having, and I've talked about this a billion times, and I'm going to say it again, I, my grandfather, brother, and my dad all died before the age of 55 due to heart disease, right? And so stress contributes to that. And that was something that I've always thought about. Um, you know, even when I was in college as an athlete, I had high blood pressure. And it was also a concern. So, you know, why would a guy that's got all those things going on say, make a post saying, you know, create an audio that says stress is good? Why would he do that? Why, why, would, you, why would you do that, Eddie? You, 
you obviously live in a situation where stress is bad. Why would you promote stress like it's some kind of great thing that we should all be embracing? Well, I've discovered recently that it is a good thing, but I'll, I'll get to that point in a minute. First, let's just talk about what it is I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of overdosing on cortisol. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of overdoing things to the point where I am so terrified or so nervous or so, so stressed out or overwhelmed that cortisol is just over, just overdosing my body. <laughs> I'm just, you know, just, just like, like this crazy uh, psycho just constantly dripping cortisol. That's a bad thing, right? And when it comes to um, stress, oh gosh, there's this great um, Netflix show I just watched recently called One Nation Under Stress. I don't even, maybe it's not Netflix. Maybe it's on Amazon or something like that. And in this uh, documentary, oh, uh, they talk about the, the impacts of how, you know, what's the impacts of stress on the body. And they went over about how uh, all, the, all the negative aspects that stress creates. And it's crazy powerful. And it's very scary, some of the stuff they talk about, especially because they're talking about also how the media and the world contributes to the overall stress of people particularly in the United States. Now, here's a funny thing that I learned. Uh, I, I've learned how marketing works. I understand the most effective way to market a product. And the most effective way to market a product is constantly being shoved in our faces whenever we turn on a television. And so the purpose of, of uh, you know, when it comes to marketing this way is to get people to a state of panic and fear, and desperation. So they do things, right? They do things. They buy whatever it is you're selling, no matter what it is, okay? Now, the reason why, it, the reason why they do that is because they've done their research. You see, no matter who it is, all right, in order to get you to buy something, and I'm not just talking about like a product. I'm also talking about a belief. In order to get you or other people to buy something, whether it's a product or a belief, they got to scare you. And it's the only way to get you to do anything. And it works. It really works. It works really well. And the only reason why it works is because you, you, my friend, you that are listening to this, you let it work. You only pay attention to the things that are scaring you. Be honest. Like imagine right now you're on Facebook, okay, or Instagram, and you are scrolling and you come upon a video of two people fighting. You and I both know that image is going to stop your scroll. You're going to stop and you're going to look at what the heck is going on. Now I'm not saying you're going to look at it for hours. I'm not going to say you're going to sit and watch it forever. It's not what I mean. What I mean is that you're going to stop and scroll. And when you stop and scroll, okay, these social media um, tools are designed to track your movements. That means that they're watching the fact that you are stopping and scrolling, even if it's just for a second. If they can get you to stop and scroll and look at something for more than a couple of seconds... Then they're help. Then they're then they're doing their job to get you to buy what they're selling. And so you can't 
be surprised that everything on television is designed to, to prey on fears and stress. It's because that's what works. You know, there's, this, uh, there's these great shows out there right now during the pandemic called the Good News Shows, right? They're all about, you know, trying to change the world by sharing good news. And they're awesome. They're wonderful. Yes, the world needs them. Uh, one of my favorites is the John Krasinski show. It's, uh, I think it's called Some Good News, SGN. And I think he's done a couple of episodes now. But, and here's the deal. And, the, and they're super popular, right? They're, they're doing very well. So that tells me that there's hope for us all. That maybe if we can spend more time watching shows like that and sharing shows like that and showing the world and advertisers that they don't need to resort to stress to make us buy things, then the media would change. And so here we are, right, dealing with the fact that media is constantly putting us in a state of fear and stress because it's what sells, my friends. It's what helps us make decisions. And so we're sitting here, and it's okay if you don't believe me. I don't need you to believe me. I'm just telling you that's how it works. I've seen the numbers. Uh, I've been taught by some of the best marketers in the world. I know. I get it. And for me, I, I just want to use it for the good of others, not to put them in harm's way. And I know that good is subjective, but there's a difference between putting people in fear and disempowering them versus putting people in fear and empowering them. See, what I want to do is empower people. I want people to realize that you have all the strength and power inside of you, in your heart, and you can do whatever it is you need to do. And it is so damn true. Your strengths show that you are infinitely unique and cannot be duplicated. Your strengths show that you can do anything when you're doing it your way. You can connect with people better. You can get things done. You can be more productive, right? You can be more creative. You can move people forward and do it all your way. And you don't need me or anybody else to tell you to do it. You can look at your strengths report for yourself and start from there. That's what I want to do. I want people to actually go and look at their strengths report and go to work. Okay? So, what do we do? So why is, why is this idea of stress being such a good thing? And it's this. Understand that stress comes because we tell stories. We tell stories that are contradictory to the truth. Like, I can't do this, or I can't do that. I can't be there, or I can't be that. Right? I can't go here, or I can't go there. Other people won't listen to me. Nobody will do this. Nobody will do that. Whatever. We tell stories that are the opposite of the truth. Like I told stories about how I'm not valuable for three years. Three years of my life. I lost three years of my life telling myself the story that I wasn't valuable. And it was a lie. It was a big lie. No matter how many times I had done things for people, I chose to believe, believe I was not valuable. And because I chose I was to believe I was not valuable, all the evidence that was clearly in front of my face that showed me that I was valuable, that evidence would create stress. You see, because if a person chooses to believe they're not valuable, and then they are hit over the head with how valuable they are, they want to reject it. It takes actual effort and work to reject obvious truth that's sitting in front of you. And if you choose to believe you're not valuable and somebody proves that you are, 
then that means you got to get off your butt and do something. And that, my friends, also causes stress. So most people who want to believe they were not valuable like I did for three and a half years of my life spend their day lying to themselves, ignoring their value, and every time they have a moment where they believe they can be valuable, stress comes into their life. And that's the part I'm trying to explain to you. That stress is good because it's letting you know it's time to expand. So I want you to think about yourself as like a balloon, okay? And we're filling it with water. And at some point in time, something comes along that either overwhelms us, right? Too much water. Or, or is too much water for the size of the balloon we want to be. And so, the balloon is now at its, we'll call it, expansion point. Okay, the point at which it will no longer expand. And only one of two options must take place. The water keeps pouring in. There's only one or two options. Number one option is we get a release. Right? You poke a hole in it and you release the pressure. And a lot of people do it different ways. Sometimes people will go get massages or some people will go get... Um, uh, well, let's be honest, some people make a booty call, right? <laughs> uh, some people will, like, yeah, even watch pornography, right? Or scroll on Facebook or play video games or exercise more than once or twice a day. Or they'll go for a run or a jog or a drive. Or they'll nap or they'll drink alcohol or they'll do drugs or they'll eat candy and chocolate, whatever. You do, or you play video games, you'll do something to quote unquote relieve the pressure. Now, the problem with this option number one instead of option number two, the problem with this is that if once you're done relieving the pressure, you're still the same size. Your balloon, the capacity of which you've chosen to, to only expand to, it stays the same. It doesn't get any better. It doesn't improve. You don't expand. But then you go hard, you go back to work, all right, pushing yourself or growing yourself or whatever, to get to the point where you have now expanded the balloon as far as it's going to be again. And you think in your head that you are growing. You think in your head you're getting better when actually what stressed you out before is still stressing you out today. It's this constant loop of like things repetitively, um, you know, stressing you out until you need another release. And then however that release lasts, that release could last a couple of minutes, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years. For me, three years. I spent three years trying to relieve or release stress. And who I was shrunk down to from a giant, big old, you know, big, huge balloon to a tiny little handheld water balloon. You know what I mean? Because I was all I was doing was relieving pressure because I was always living in stress. And that's the truth. So option two, the other option, expand the balloon. Expand the balloon so that what stresses you out today will not be able to stress you out tomorrow or ever again. Expand the balloon. That means expand your mindset and your skill set. Stress has come along. It lets you know you're at your limit. It told you it's time to expand. 
So now you take a break and you get a, you ex, you work on expanding your mindset and skill set to handle the issues or things that are stressing you out. You get clear about the stories. You write down those stories. Start telling yourself, oh my gosh, this is what's stressing me out. I believe this and I believe that. And then read a great book like what, Loving What Is. Loving What Is will talk about, will help you understand that these stories you're telling just aren't true. And it, turns, it helps you to turn around and expand yourself with your mindset and your skill set. So from now on, my friends, whenever stress comes into your life, don't look for a release. Look for a way to expand your mindset and skill set. And that will grow you. This is what my private group is about right now. In fact, my private group, uh, as of this recording, we just started a 90-day program to improve your business in a way that also improves your health, relationships, and belief in yourself. And the reason why I'm doing it this way is because what happens is when people start pushing themselves in their business, they start to worry that pushing themselves is going to also was going to harm their health or harm their relationships or harm their belief in themselves and their core values. So what I'm asking people to do in that group is take these stress moments, right? Take these stress moments and I'll show them step by step how to expand their mindset and skill set around these thoughts that are causing stress so that we can continue moving the business forward in a way that also improves your health relationships and belief in yourself. Imagine that. Imagine making money that also improves your health from inside out and helps you grow the best relationships of your life and not cut anybody important out. And then in the end, you love who you are. Imagine that. That's where I am right now with my business, and I want to teach the world how to do the same. I hope you got a lot from this. I hope you start to understand why I think stress is good and why we should be embracing it for what it's telling us. And I hope you understand, like I've talked about, how why fear is good, you know, and how it's showing us what we care about and that we need to go for it because we're obviously scared, right? That's how it works. You're only scared because you care. So these things that I talk about in these podcasts, I hope they help you out a lot. I would love it if you, if these episodes do help you out, I would love it if you would go into my uh, podcast comments, the show notes of this video, of this audio, sorry, go into the show notes. You'll see a link in there where you can actually give me a five-star rating and review. Let me know what you think. Let me know how this show is helping you out. It's really simple. It takes two minutes and I'm grateful for it if you do that. Uh, I'm taking 25 minutes or ish out of my day to record this show for you. And I hope you could just take two minutes of your day one time and let me know what this show does for you. If you feel the need to give me anything less than a five-star rating and review, don't give me a review at all. Just send me an email and give me your honest feedback. Go ahead and yell at me. I don't care. Say, Eddie, I don't like what you do. You need to step it up. Whatever. That's fine. Let me know in an email. I will read it. I will respond to it. I will improve the show if you feel like it needs to. I got you back. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more strengths coaching and tips, go to eddiepvia.com or join me live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at facebook.com forward slash grow with Eddie.
This episode is brought to you by LaunchPod Media.